going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. There are a few ridings, not only in city, but outside the city that I'm going, man, they're going to be really fun to watch. There's a whole lot of different aspects to it. I look at Calgary Mountain View as an example. I look at Chestermere Strathmore, I believe is the what it's titled now. All the ridings have changed on me in the last four years. But that's one where it's Leela here versus Derek Fildebrandt. Who's got the majority? It's going to be fascinating to see how the results roll in tomorrow. You can listen to all the coverage right here on 770 CHQR. We're going to continue our discussions now on another one of those, uh, what I believe is going to be another uh, riding that is going to be of interest for a lot of political watchers. You have the Alberta party, Greg Clark is the incumbent, and you have the other two parties, the NDP and UCP, battling for uh, supremacy on a provincial scale. Janet Aramenko is the NDP candidate in that riding. She joins us now. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you for having me. You guys have been a busy bunch, just like all the other contenders in Calgary Elbow when it comes to door knocking. And so I'm wondering, what's the number one issue that you're hearing on the doorsteps? You know, they're they're really, I I can't put my thumb on one specific issue. Um, Calgary Elbow is a really interesting riding. We've got a very educated, very uh, well-informed constituency. And so it it really does touch an awful lot of bases. Um, You know, it won't come as a surprise, of course, that the economy um, really does tend to play very prominent at the doors. But I also hear uh, a real desire to talk about some of the other important issues. And so we can, I think, uh, speak to both of those. We've been door knocking since September in Calgary Elbow because we we really want for people to know that they've got somebody that they can vote for uh, in me as a candidate. But then, of course, we are always prepared to speak to um, the, the the platform that the NDP released, uh, the leadership that Rachel Motley has been able to provide, and frankly, a track record that, that I think speaks volumes in, in terms of the quality of, of government that we are able to provide all Albertans. One of the messages that we've heard loud and clear, especially here in Calgary, happens to be around downtown office, office vacancy and what are you telling people on the doorsteps in terms of trying to convince them that, hey, this party is on its way to helping uh, uh, deal with that impact? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, I, I ran for city council in 2017, and that was a real issue even back then. Um, and we know that that, that was a, a downhill slide that, that had begun even before Rachel Motley came into office in 2015. But I think that we have a real plan um, that looks to diversify the economy, that looks to create good mortgage-paying jobs, and that we will get uh, downtown Calgary back to work. I think it is it is it has been a slow recovery. We know that there are still Calgary families who are really struggling, and certainly across the province. But that's why we have taken uh, a very stable and predictable approach to advocating for the pipeline, to championing our economy uh, across this country and, frankly, around the world, and that uh, that diversification is ultimately going to be what what benefits um, downtown Calgary, this economic engine of Western Canada in the long run. It's a fascinating comment you made about, you know, how we're going to champion uh, pipelines and that kind of thing. Because had you asked an NDP member, you know, say six or ten years ago, that might not have been the response. And so in your estimation, what's changed over the last little while? Well, you know, I, I'm running for the NDP now in 2019, and I am 
thrilled to be a member of the party. Honestly, Joe, um, I, I haven't always agreed with the NDP policies of the past, but I'm running now because I believe in Rachel Molly. Uh, I'm a born and raised Calgarian. I am from the Southwest. I know this community and this riding intimately well. And uh, what I can do now is, is speak to the NDP and the fact that I think a lot of people's opinions, frankly, have changed on, on what Alberta's new Democrats can offer. Um, we have seen with Rachel Notley the kind of leadership that, uh, that really speaks to uh, Albertans, that speaks to all Albertans. And, uh, and, and we've seen that demonstrated in the kind of advocacy that she has pursued when it comes to getting that pipeline built. Um, I think that we are seeing uh, day by day, we're getting closer and closer to getting Trans Mountain approved. And I really strongly believe that with Rachel Notley's efforts and, and the kind of uh, predictability and integrity that she has brought to those conversations, that we will see an approval by the end of May. You're in a different kind of riding in that it's not held by either of the two main parties at the moment. You have a third contender in Greg Clark that is uh, the incumbent in all of this. And has that added a, a different layer to what you're trying to bring to the table? Because he is, in in a lot of people's estimations, the, the militant middle of uh, what is thought to be two extremes between the NDP and the UCP. You know, I, I know it's certainly, you bet, it is. it does add a different dynamic in Calgary Elbow when there are three uh, real contenders who have a shot of winning. Um, and so we have not been approaching this campaign, and I, and I think it kind of speaks down to the people in Calgary Elbow when we talk about these things in very binary black and white terms. Uh, we have approached, I think, the concerns of Calgary Elbow with a great deal of substance and, uh, and of nuance that, that I think speaks to those concerns and also speaks to uh, what this government is able to provide moving forward. I, I know Greg. Um, I, I like him. I think he has served Calgary Elbow uh, very well. But at the end of the day, uh, this really is on April 17th, whether Albertans want to have Premier Notley or Premier Kenny. And uh, sometimes I think we overcomplicate this this decision-making a little bit. What we have been doing, as I said, we have been getting out since September to make sure that people in Calgary Elbow know that we're actually offering a one-two punch, that they have someone in me who can be an effective advocate for them and an elected representative for them in Edmonton. But then they've also got this real leader who is speaking to the things that really matter to them, both on the economic and the social sides of the ledger. A few uh, items of interest for a lot of the people in your riding. I'm going to start, I'm going to say three words, and I want your first <laughs> response to that. And those three words are Springbank Dry Dam. Yes, 100%. Yes. Uh, we have uh, been supportive of Springbank Dry Dam very clearly. Um, uh, certainly, we know that at the time, back in 2013, of course, these numbers are going to be a little bit less best based on your other question. Um, 60% of Calgarians were working in downtown Calgary. The Elbow River flows almost entirely through this riding, and we know that communities were absolutely clobbered in 2013. It caused $5 billion worth of damage. Five people lost their lives. And uh, any kind of additional waffling on this issue is simply just is simply putting Calgary at risk. Another flood like we had in 2013 would be 
absolutely catastrophic. I really don't think we can overstate the impact of, of what that would look like again if we were hit there. And and we know, um, I know it shouldn't always have to be said, but many people, uh, if they're still questioning climate change, I mean, we know that it's possible that we could have another flood like we had in 2013. And so we are very committed and are making real progress on Springbank Dry Dam. Um, and I think that there is consensus across this party and across all candidates that we support Springbank Dry Dam. Unfortunately, the UCP have not shown that kind of consistency amongst their candidates. Uh, the uh, UCP candidate in Banff Kananaskis has come out unequivocally against Springbank Dry Dam. And I just think that that's uh, a risk that should not be taken when it comes to the families and the homes and the livelihoods that are at risk. Uh, that's for the texter who said, Joe, I would like your theme song to be stuck in the middle with you because that's how I feel. In a good way, of course. You're listening to Calgary today here on 770 CHQR, and we are joined uh, as we continue our highlighting of Calgary Elbow by NDP candidate Jan- uh, Janet Aramenko. And Janet, one of the questions I posed to Greg Clark earlier on in the program was about healthcare and education. And there are a couple of other topics that uh, have garnered a lot of talk during this campaign. What I wonder is, is it time for us to have a full-scale audit of both of those where, so we know where the money is going to put any of the talk about too much waste or too much fat in the system finally to bed? Uh, well, uh, so this is, this, is a, this is a question that I haven't had yet, and so thanks a lot for asking <laughs> it. I would say my a blanket statement first off is that transparency is really important. Absolutely, healthcare is the largest item in the budget, and uh, and we should absolutely be accountable for how dollars are spent there. I think my concern is that for an awfully long time, if we had issues in either of those very complex systems of education and healthcare, that we grew into a habit of just throwing money at the issue. And uh, what we have demonstrated, I think, with the NDP is that that's not a solution anymore. Uh, instead, what we want is to establish real out, real outcomes and real impact for, for Albertans and that they deserve the kinds of programs and services that they have come to count on. But we want to make sure that uh, when families are going through one of the toughest times in their lives, that they have the supports and the programs that they need. Um, we hear loud and clear from nurses my, my husband works in healthcare, uh, and that it can be a very challenging space already. And that if we can, if if we have uh, another government who isn't committed to uh, holding spending when it comes to population growth and inflation, that that can have a very real negative impact on the quality of service that we receive. Um, I think right from 2015, Rachel Motley made the uh, somewhat unglamorous but incredibly important commitment to provide stable and predictable funding for healthcare and education because during a time of, of uncertainty for an awful lot of families, we knew that that was something that we absolutely wanted to guarantee. You mentioned the idea that it is going to be a tight race in that riding, and I'm curious from that standpoint is whoever wins is going to have a bit of an uphill battle because all of a sudden you're going to be saying, okay, I've got you know a good chunk of the population who didn't vote for me. And in this election campaign that has been very divisive, how do you try to appease everybody um, that wasn't necessarily voting for you if you do happen to be the one to represent them in Edmonton? 
Well, I think I would lean on our platform and on a track record that demonstrates that we really have been thinking about all Albertans. And I think what is so exciting is that we have a platform that speaks to all Albertans because we have a slate of candidates who reflect the diversity of this province. And so we have more than half of our candidates are women, uh, you know, so proud to be running with a team that has real diversity when it comes to backgrounds, professional expertise, um, and, uh, and priorities. And so with that kind of uh, diversity around the table when it comes to decision making, I really think we do, uh, we have created the kind of platform and the policies, programs, and services that are, are inclusive and, and will include all Albertans at the table. I, I'll, I'll add too. I mean, I, I think that one one item that really stands out for me as somebody who has been an advocate in social policy for such a long time is that I'm incredibly proud of the $25 a day childcare program that has been rolled out by the NDP. Um, that, even in the most conservative estimates, has a two to one return on investment. And I'm really concerned. Speaking of inclusive, speaking of a platform that speaks to all Albertans. But the UCP in their 177-page platform mentioned child care a total of zero times. Uh, and so we can talk about job creation all we want, but unless we're actually addressing some of the impediments to labor force participation, especially for moms and new parents, then we're excluding a pretty significant segment of the population from, that, from, from the, the economic recovery that I believe is on the way. Janet, I do appreciate the time this afternoon. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Janet Aramenko is representing the uh, NDP in Calgary Elbow. Your other choices, Greg Clark of the Alberta Party, um, Robin McIntosh of the Liberals, Green Party's uh, Quinn Rupert, and Doug Schweitzer of the UCP. I only did that in alphabetical order. There's no bias there. It's Calgary Today on 770 CHQR.